Good morning, good morning. This is another edition of the Early Birds Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Haddad. It is 6.29 in the morning, and I have a very special guest and a good friend of mine, Amir Bally. Welcome, sir. How are you doing today? John, you know, the whole time you were introducing yourself, I was thinking... He's totally going to say my name wrong. But he got it right. <laughs> I'm so happy, bro. I'm so happy you got it right. Man. Well, we talked about it earlier. It's not It's not Ammer. It's it's Amir. <laughs> and you've been calling me Ammer for as long as I've known you. And I'm like, man, one day I got to correct Well, this these guy. guys ruined it, man. My my <laughs> business partner's Doug. He's like, it's got to be Ammer. It's Ammer. I keep hearing people call him Ammer. I'm like, listen, I'm Arabic. Like, this is Amir. <laughs> yeah. And so I was calling you Amir to start. And then I got, you know what it is? And that's the problem, second guessing myself. That's why you shouldn't. Yeah. Do that. Second guess yourself. You know, that's been the biggest controversy my entire life. Amir, what is your name? Is it Amr or is it Amir? And I say it's both. It's yeah. Whatever you prefer. <laughs> it's, listen, at the end of the day, that's what matters. You know, I'll reply to anything. It's kind of what I tell people constantly. Uh, but, you know, part of this podcast, Amir, is it's all about that grind and why it's important to wake up early. Mm-hmm. And it's your version of early. And here's what I mean by that. I know there's people out there that, that have to work that night shift and we're grateful for you. For those that have that shift, it has to be done. But if you start at 5 in the afternoon, let's just say, or in the evening, does that mean you wake up at, at 4, an hour before? Are you still up a few hours before? Now you're somebody that's up way before the clock Correct. even starts. Correct. Where did that start and why did that start? Yeah, that's a great question, man. So first, before I start anything, man, um, I believe in something, and I talk about this to my team all the time. And we talk about saying thank you three times. That's 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 like my mantra. I always talk about that. And my first thank you to you is thank you so much for having me here, bro. It actually really, really means a lot. The fact that you wanted me to be on this podcast, it's a huge blessing. So thank you for that. In regards to the waking up early, I owe 100% of my success to waking up early. The why behind it is because, okay, so when you're driving here, so for example, I drove, took me an hour to get here. When <laughs> I drive from where I live to get here, for example, that hour, it's like I have an hour of straight thoughts no distractions, no phone calls, no text messages, nothing. I can listen to my podcast. I can listen to my podcast that people are talking shit on. I can listen to whether I'm praying the rosary, whatever I'm doing, right? And it's like, I have a clear mind. This is my space. You know how everybody talks about these successful people? Hey, you should uh, meditate in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. You should give yourself some time in the morning to be, be for yourself. It's like, well, I'm going to wake up a little bit earlier so I can do that. So then the remainder of my day, I can grind it out. Sometimes I talk to loan officers that are on my team and I, they say, Amir, I don't have much business. What am I going to do in the office at 6 o'clock in the morning? And I say, figure it out. At 6 o'clock in the morning, you're sitting at your desk. You have no business. Are you going to sit there and say, whoa goes me. I have no business. Or are you going to say, I'm going to figure this shit out and figure out how the hell am I going to get more business? Whether it's creating content, whether it's being creative, um, whether it's making videos, whether it's adding people on social media, mm-hmm. all that stuff, man. There's always something to do. And, and I think that's the thing, right? People are always looking for things. They're always looking for reasons not to do something. Mm-hmm. And the reason I bring this up to you, you know, it's been on my mind constantly. Like, I'm, I'm first generation, all right? My parents were born both back home in the Middle East. And there are certain things they didn't know as I was growing up, right? And it's not their fault. They taught me the best that they, they could with what they know, and I'm so grateful. But a lot of the business stuff I learned wasn't from my, my parents, right? It had to do with my, my past, uh, where my previous employer. I had a lot of great people that supported me and helped me, and they, they taught me. Mm-hmm. So your backstory is pretty wild, you know, with yeah. what you dealt with. Um, it's, it was never easy, and you yeah. found a way to push through it. But for people that don't know, you know, that backstory and what it took for you to even be here, like you're not supposed to be here. No. You know what? Statistically, no, like, let's be real, bro. I, I know your story. You've talked to me about it. You're not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. How did you find the courage to push through? And then where was that breaking point where like you found somebody or a mentor? Maybe it was just something in your mind that you said, you know what? Nah, I'm not I'm not going down this path. I yeah. know exactly what to do. That's a great question, man. So, okay. 
you start selling cookies, right? Mm -hmm. You said to hell with next door lending. We're not doing mortgages no more. Yeah. F this shit. We're going to start selling cookies, right? Mm -hmm. You start selling cookies. The first thing that's going to come to your mind is as a business owner, okay, who's my biggest competitor? We'll say Chips Ahoy, right? So if you do the same packaging, the same ingredients as Chips Ahoy, you're not going to win. You have to sell your cookie differently to win, right? So going back to where I originally was at one point in my life. So when I was, aside from the whole past, I have no, no parents, no siblings. I was always alone. I was in juvenile hall when I was 18 years old. I have a mess of a life. Mm -hmm. I met a, and it's not woe goes me. I actually embrace it. Like mm -hmm. I'm happy that this is the life I lived. Mm -hmm. It sucked on days. It sucked, right? I, I cried for my father. I cried for my family. It sucked, but I grew from it and I embraced it. So when I was about 19 years old is when, okay, so I'll pause. I believe in three things, mind, body, and soul. If those three aren't working in correlation with each other, you can't win. It's mm -hmm. impossible to win. So when I was 19 years old, I finally got in tune with my soul. Um, I found God, I met God, I got closer to my faith. Um, and that was that was the first thing I needed to do because God had to be my foundation. My foundation upon which I build my business or my life has to be upon God, right? That's the first thing. Uh, as time went on, I worked at a, I worked at a large retail company in Detroit. I was there for about six months. Mm -hmm. I was a kid trying to figure it out. They fired me. People, like, I got the haters think, saying, oh, he got fired from this company. Yeah. That's why he hates them. Yeah. I'll tell you I got fired. I know I got fired. I was doing dirty <laughs> transfers, whatever. So anyways, <laughs> so anyways, they fired me. So um, there was that. Then I learned everything. Then I, went, I worked at phone stores. Um, that didn't work out. I lived in Minnesota for a couple of years. Then after that, I decided, okay, I'm going to come back to Michigan and I'm going to open up my own phone store with the little money I had left. That failed as well. So then I said, okay, I'm going to go back into banking. I was originally working at that company. I said, I'm going to go back into banking. I went to Community Choice Credit Union, phenomenal credit union. I worked under a gentleman by the name of Greg Corey. He is the mortgage advisor at Community Choice Credit Union. He's a gangster, dude. This guy oh, taught man. me everything. Good dude, great older guy. I worked under him for a while and I, was, I just always wanted to be his assistant. He, he wasn't like a $100 million producer. I, I hope he's not listening to this. But like he was, he was producing, he was closing credit union volume, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I always wanted to be his assistant to learn. I quit from there. I worked at UWM. I worked at UWM for about a year and a half. I became the number one account executive in my tenure. And what did it take to become the number one account executive in my tenure? Is I had to mimic the people who were great in their tenure, took what they did, implement it into my own life, and then make it a lifestyle. Mm. So I... What what I do now wasn't my own doing. I stalked people like Matt Ishbia. Like I had a podcast with Matt Ishbia, and I told him, I said, Matt, listen, I'm your biggest fan, dude. I've listened to everyone in your podcast. I know everything you say. I know everything and how you talk about it because I want to be like you. I'm going to mimic you, right? So there, there was that. Then uh, one day, as an account executive, I was on the phone with this broker. This broker went off on me. This broker, went. she lost her mind on me because she lost a deal because she said I didn't teach her how to sell it property, mm -hmm. properly. Excuse me. It was UWM's High Balance Nationwide program. I don't know if you guys ever knew about that program where it's like in Michigan, the jumbo loan limits, if you were a dollar above the jumbo loan or conforming conventional loan limits, you'd be jumbo. But the High Balance Nationwide allowed you to be in a high balance loan, so you'd still have conventional pricing. Got it. Okay. It was actually really cool. That program's gone now uh, after COVID, but um, it's a cool program. She lost her mind on me. You didn't teach me how to sell this loan. You didn't teach me what to do. My verbatim response to her was, you make $13,000 in commission on selling this loan. I make $100. I said, and you're mad at me that I didn't teach you how to do your job? She said, F you, I'll never use you guys again. And, I, I, and she hung up on me. I took my mic, I threw it at the desk. And I said to myself, I said, I said, I'm too good for this. I said, 
I know how to build a business myself. Why am I helping other people build their own business when I can just do it myself? So before I quit UWM, I walked into Matt's office. I said, I need 30 minutes of your time, please. He gave me 30 minutes and I asked him questions. How did you get to where you are today? What was your mindset like? What was your motivation like? What was your energy like? He told me everything. He taught me everything. In that 30 minutes, I walked out of that office. I sat back at my desk and I said, I can't work here no more. I went up to my AVP and I told him, yo, I quit. He's like, you just had a meeting with Matt. Why'd you quit? And I said, dude, that motherfucker inspired the shit out of me. I said, I got to go and do this for myself. Long story short, I walked out. I quit September 4th of 2018. September 5th, Starbucks on 16 and DeQuinder was my corporate office. Because that's where I worked <laughs> out of, right? Yeah. And I was meeting everybody. And the mindset was, okay, the mindset was mortgages are the same. Right, John? Me and you are the same people. You, me and your entire team, we're the same people. We take a 1003. Yep. We pull credit. Yep. We get two most recent pay stubs, 2021 W2, driver's license, homeowner's insurance, property taxes, title work, appraisal. We're the same people, bro. Nothing is different between you and I. Um, and I don't mean to compare you and I, but no, nothing's different between you and I. I said, so I have to find a way to be different. I said, I have to recreate this industry and I'm going to do it on my own. Um, and lo and behold, I did. In four years, I was able to become the number one loan officer in the state of Michigan as a broker. So not as a retail loan officer, as a broker. Closed 950 homes, 237 million in volume. People could say it was fake. Scotsman's guy doesn't lie. Um, so that's all on there. And it was all based off of saying, I want it more than anybody else. I wake up in the morning at four o'clock. It is not desirable to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. It is not fun. I didn't catch your, the gentleman for that as marketing. What's his name? Rami. Rami. Rami, it is not desirable for Rami to be here at six o'clock in the morning. Yep. It is not fun because the world is telling Rami, bro, wake up at nine o'clock in the morning, dude. Who cares? Yep. Go work a job nine to five. What the hell are you doing here at six o'clock? But he did it. He still did it. So I'm looking at my competitors, the people that dislike me, the people that want me to lose, the people that don't want me to win. And I say, my competitor wakes up at nine o'clock in the morning. If I, and he wakes up at nine, he showers, he eats, he gets to the office by 10.30. Mm -hmm. If I wake up at four, I shower, I gym, I get ready, I'm at the office by 5.30, for example, I'm five hours ahead of him mm -hmm. on the day. So if I do that Monday through Friday, I'm 25 hours ahead of him on the week. That means he had five days in a week, I had six. If I do that consistently, over time, it's like the little things add up. 100%. And that's what it was. So excuse me for talking a lot. No, that's, man. That's the story I, and I, that's where I it all comes it. from. Listen, I, I love it. And, and to me, uh, I always say that too. You know, I always say like three hours ahead and I do the math because it's. I think it's important. But there's, there's three things for me because you did. You said a lot. But there's three things for me that I think are incredibly important, at least on my journey. And I, I'd like to share them with you. So, yeah, please do. Of course, man. Num number one, you know, the one thing that you said is, I had to go through what I went through. It's the first thing that you said. You're like, I'm not mad that it happened, right? Oh, I, I'm, I don't dwell on the past. Don't woe is me. I'm, I'm grateful for what I went through. It took me so long to understand that. And the, the for me, you know, I've been taking care of uh, my family for for quite some time. You know, helping out, um, really helping out since I was I was a, a young man. And I remember I would have this resentment, especially when I started working at my previous employer, and I'm still paying their bills and all this, and I'm, I'm having this resentment, and I'm getting so angry. And then one day, I meet with my mentor, you know, God rest his soul, Piazza passed away, but he looks at me and he says, what's wrong with you? I said, listen, I just, don't worry about it, I'm good. He said, well, let's go for a walk. Takes me for a walk. He says, tell me what's going on. I tell him, I tell him, Piazza, like I have this resentment, you know, I'm going through all this. And he says, he looks at me, he goes, man, how beautiful is that? And I said, what are you talking about? I just told you about all these things I'm doing. I'm stressed out. I'm so overwhelmed. You know, I have so much to do. There's so much on my plate at a young age. He said, yeah, but isn't that amazing? He said, John, isn't it amazing that 
no matter what happens to you, no matter what kind of hand you're dealt every single morning, the beautiful thing about you, John, is you never fold. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so you should never be resentful. Yeah. Be grateful because mm-hmm. that's the beauty of you, John, is you don't fold. You figure it out. And there's people that fold. And to you, it's like you did that too. Like you didn't fold. You had so many reasons to fold and say, woe is me. And you didn't. And that leads me into my my second point where it's like that confidence that gets built. I think a part of your journey is like for you, the beauty of it and, and the beauty of, of someone that like didn't have anything is it's like when you start to feel a little bit of confidence, you don't you don't sit there and go, oh, I got I got a little bit now. Let me hold back. You go, OK, I'm a little more confident. What's the next thing? Yeah. What's the next thing? And like based on your journey, what you're telling me, that was you. Correct. That was you. Like you just needed a little bit of additional confidence from whether whether it was that guy, you know, at the credit union, whether it's Matt, whether it's the the stores not working out, you know, whether it's being let go from the previous employer. You all these little pieces of confidence built you into who you are today. And I think that's just that's huge, man. Yeah, man. You know, um, I was going through my Instagram stories from back when I first started the other day, and I wanted to see what was I posting that allowed me to create my journey to where I am? Like, what was it that I was saying consistently and repetitively that allowed me to pop off? I passed by this post. You guys are, you guys are going to love this one. I passed by this story and it was, it was in like late September. So I started September of 2018. So it was late September of 2018 and I made a story and it was a boomerang and it was, learning social media for my real estate agents, right? And I and I, it was like a bunch of people looking at a monitor and, and like we, I put learning how to be better on social media for my agents. I was in the unemployment line and they were teaching me how to make a resume. So I, and I knew I had to do that so I can get unemployment money. Mm. So back in the day before unemployment was cool because now it's like cool to get unemployment. When it was not cool, <laughs> yeah. you didn't just register online and they send you a check. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, you were you would get the check, but then you'd have to go to a two-hour class so they can teach you how to get employed. This was before COVID, before all that. And I thought to myself, damn, I was a motherfucker, huh? I said, I made a post saying, I'm, in a, I'm learning how to do social media for my realtors, but instead, I was struggling so badly. I had no money, John. I had to work at a liquor store on the weekends just to make money, to make 120 bucks a weekend, just to take that 120 bucks and boost it on my Instagram, my videos. People would say, why did you take $120? Like, why is it 120 that you use to boost on your Instagram? I'd say, oh, because six days, 20 hours, $20 a day, whatever. But really, it's because that's all I could afford, right? That's all I had. I didn't have more than 120 bucks to spend on my Instagram marketing for my videos. Um, the energy of other people, the energy of me and you is very similar. Yeah. The energy of other people that like are in industries to make money, their energy can't, their energy can't compare with mine. The hate that you receive, you receive hate. Yep. I receive hate. It's like the hate that we receive. It's like you asked me today when I was sitting in your office, you said, Amir, is this hate like a vendetta? It's like, John, I saw that meme about me last night before I went to bed. I woke up this morning saying, I can't wait to like come back. Like, cause like I'm taking, I'm taking a step away from, from uh, mortgages. And I'll say this on the podcast. Like I'm taking a step away from writing loans. I still have my license. I'm still good. Everything's yep. fine. But I'm taking a step away because a couple months ago, I told you I almost lost my wife. My yeah. wife almost died. Yeah. Um, we we're trying to have a baby and unfortunately we lost our baby. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going through a lot of personal shit and I don't have any family. She's my, she's my only family. So I said, to, I made enough money. I did my stuff. I want to spend time with my wife. But I said, I can't wait to come back. Like, cause their energy cannot match my energy. It's like, 
I'm just addicted to winning. You're addicted to winning. You sit in your office, you have 10 MacBook Airs, and it's like, dude, you do all this? Yeah, because you're addicted to winning. You want to win more than anybody else, and you're going to win. You're going to figure it out. We don't lay on our back and say, whoa, goes me. No, I'm going to figure this shit out, and I'm going to win. 8% interest rates, I'll sell nine and win with you. So it's like, it was the confidence. Uh, I didn't know how to talk this way when I first started in my career. I was never this confident on the mic doing podcasts, talking to people, shaking hands. But this took time. It took time to develop this skill. But it wasn't just, I'm going to do it one day a week. I have to do it every day. And just like you, you had to do this every day. Next Door Lending didn't start in this beautiful office with these beautiful people. No, it took time. It took time to develop. And you came across adversity, but you allowed that adversity to push you forward. You didn't allow it to push you back. So, what, Listen, man, you got me hyped up. I think I'm you're, mo- you're, you're I'm, good at that. You got put me, me on pretty, the phones, bro. Yeah, I know. Put me on the phones, dude. Yeah. <laughs> listen, me and you both. And I, I want to say something, too. You know, I, I appreciate the hell out of you for sharing uh, some stuff. You know, I'm always yeah. always want to give you that, that freedom to share. But for, for those of you that are going to tune in and listen to this, I, I will challenge you with one thing that I have struggled with over the past that I've gotten very good at. Ask yourself this question. When somebody asks you about another person... And you say to them, oh, I don't like this person. I hope to God that you've met that person. I hope to God that you've tried your best to get to know that person. Mm -hmm. I hope to God that you've come to your own conclusion of who this individual is. Because that's the right thing to do. If you talk about being a good person, and that's what you guys talk about, you know, and you talk about having a good life, and you're doing good, and you want people to be successful, well, then look in your own backyard. And go find the truth for yourself and reach out to people that you may not see eye to eye with or that somebody else has told you about to go get the truth yep. because that's what's important. And that's why I'm super glad that you're here today hey, John, to be I, able to do that for us. I heard at one point, I heard at one point from somebody, I heard, this was probably four months ago. And, I, and I'll tell you a little bit more about this off air. But I heard from this person, a next door lending is down bad. Next door lending, they're about to go under. Their PNLs are all negative. They're in lawsuits and, and audits and all that stuff. And I literally thought, and when they told me that, my exact response to them was, damn, man, I'm sure they'll figure it out. And then that was it. There was nothing, it's because how I don't believe rumors about me. I'm not going to believe rumors about anybody else. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a good, like, I'm not trying to put that persona out there yeah, that I'm a good yeah. person. I'm just saying a rumor is called a rumor for a reason because you're hearing it from somebody else that has no factual evidence on what's happening, right? You're a human being, though. I'm a human being. And what comes with being a human is we have emotions. Correct. We're emotions. We have feelings. I'm, I'm not bulletproof. I go home and I'm sad. It's like, I'm, I'm not, I wish I was bulletproof. I'm sad. But it's like, I'm okay to be sad for a couple hours. But if I allow that sadness, that despair to dictate my life, that's when me and you are going to fail. And that's the purpose, man. And, that, and that's the biggest thing that people don't get. It's like, when you know your purpose and you understand why you wake up every day to your point... You, you know you're going to deal with all the other bullshit, but you don't care because you know what your goal is. Mm-hmm. And you're so driven by that goal that there is not a single thing anybody can do to take you off that track. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you don't get sad, to your point. But my God, the focus is just something that's unreal. And I'll right. tell you, I feel the same way. Like My focus right now is the craziest it's ever been. Am I tired? Hell yeah. Am I exhausted? Hell yeah. Do I want to get up every day? No. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's not desirable. No, like it's not desirable, but I'm going to do it to your point because it's, it works. Mm-hmm. It works. I've proven 10 years now that it works. So why would I, why would I shift? Mm-hmm. And for everybody else, oh, it doesn't work. Have you tried it longer than five days, four days? You know, people tell, oh, it doesn't work, doesn't work. They try it for a week. 
No, this is every day. You have to train your mind to do that. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about training the mind. How have you done that to yeah. train your mind to have this relentless, just go get it attitude and to be that number one mentality and even shifting that focus? Like, what is that training like to, to mentally put yourself in that place every day? Yeah, that's a great question. So thank you for that. Um, so I'm all about before I make a statement, I like to connect it with an analogy to bring it back to real life. So let's talk about the gym for a second. Mm-hmm. Why do people go to the gym? They go to the gym to get stronger, to get physically fit, all that stuff. But let's actually think about for a second, what's happening while you're working out? You are pushing yourself to fail. So you are literally making yourself fail, right? Like you like you lift 80-pound dumbbells, you're doing, you're doing shoulder presses. Why? Because it's easy? No, it's like I want to do as many 80 pounds before I fail. Mm-hmm. I'm going to push myself to failure. It's the same thing with the mind. You have to push yourself to failure. It's like you have to push yourself as far as you can possibly go and say, this is my breaking point. So I know that this is the furthest I can go. So now every day I'm going to get to that point. And now that I can only do 80 pounds one time, but if I do 80 pounds three times a week, the next week I'm going to do 85. And then the week following I'm going to do 90. But if you notice when you stop going to the gym, you can't do that 90. Now you're back at 70. Shit, I got to go through this. I got to go through the journey yeah. of getting there all over again. Yep. Training your mind is the little things. I have a guy in my office that smokes vape, right? I have a guy in my office that smokes, another guy that smokes cigarettes. I say, do you like smoking cigarettes? No. Why do you do it? I don't know. I say, so today, don't smoke 10 cigarettes today. Smoke nine, right? Boom. I smoked nine today. You trained your mind. Congratulations. Your, your addiction, you stopped it, right? Like I enjoy, I, some, I used to enjoy smoking a vape or cigars. This is not good for my body. It's not good for my mind, body, or soul. Because the three have to correlate. Mm-hmm. If you are missing in one, you will not be successful. So I said, okay, instead of smoking vape, I'm going to use a toothpick and I'm going to put a toothpick in my mouth as I drive, right? That's one way of training your mind to get better. Training your mind continuously is also reading books. I'm reading a book right now. So to anybody listening, it's called The Surfer, The Saint, and The CEO. It is an incredible book. There's another book that I'm reading as well. It's called Principles by Ray Dalio. Oh, what a great book. A f- phenomenal book. It always talks about radical transparency and radical truth. Um, and in everything, in everything in life and training your mind and pushing yourself to be the best, you're going to you're gonna come across so much adversity. John, everybody wants to see you win. Everybody wants, the entire world wants Nextdoor Lending to win. Mm-hmm. But the moment Nextdoor Lending wins, they don't want they you to win anymore. Win. That's yeah. just how it is. Yeah. That's, it's the same brokers that I was doing trainings for that I was not making money with or I had no benefit are the same brokers that are now talking shit about me, right? But it also goes back to like, and you know, I'm, I'm a huge believer in my faith. It's like Jesus was feeding people on Mount, and I'm not, by no means am I comparing myself to Jesus, to everybody listening, but Jesus was feeding people on the top of mountains and, and they were saying, that's Hosanna, that's Christ, mm-hmm. that's our God. And then, when, and then when Good Friday came, it was the same people that were saying Hosanna in the highest, Jesus in the highest, three days later, said crucify him yep. crucify him mm-hmm. he should not be he's a horrible man and and like to bring that back to reality it's like the moment you understand that they hated jesus they're not gonna like you and to some people well, i don't believe in jesus i get that and then you got to bring it back to in a, in a different way but that's how i find my reality it's like if they hated him they're gonna hate you and understanding that you cannot please the crowd orlando brito shout out to orlando brito he's the bilingual loan officer in my office 
and he always comes up to me and I, I sometimes I tell him, man, Orlando, this hate that I get sometimes, it, it brings me down a little bit, you know? He looks at me, he goes, brother, in his like Spanish accent. Mm. He goes, he goes, you're not a gold coin. Everybody, and I go, what does that mean? He goes, everybody loves a gold coin. Like it's a gold coin. Yeah. I love this gold coin. Yeah. It's like, you're not a gold coin. Not everybody's going to love you. And the moment you understand that, that's one way to train your mind. And then also listening to motivational speakers, like motivational speaking is cliche, but the more you listen to it, you develop a mindset that it's like, fuck them. Like, I'm not going to please the crowd. I'm not going to. But the silent majority will always be your people. The hate that I deal with, and I always bring it back to myself. It's like, I got guys like you messaging me. Hey, bro, listen, we love you. My office, we love you. We're cheering you on. We hope you're doing good. It's like, that means so much, bro. Like to hell with the hate, knowing that people that I don't even know love me, like that's what I live for. You live for the love. So it's, it's a lot of things, man, training your mind. And sorry. No, sorry I talk a lot, bro. Be, listen, don't be so, listen, bro. I, I'm glad you're sharing. I don't be sorry because it's it's so many good tidbits too. Um, to even to us, like you've been nothing but unselfish to us, right? Oh, yeah. Like you have. You, you guys are my in, homies here, bro. You came in, you were you've been honest, you've shared everything, you shared your social media strategy. You've you've never not shared anything mm-hmm. like with me, and, and, and the same in return. And that just has a lot to do with just you know who I am as a human being. I I don't have secrets. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not. You want to know about my business? Great. I'll come here. Come on in. Let mm-hmm. me show it to you, because I I'll give it to you. But here's here's the reality of it. I mean, here's the reality. You can give somebody everything that you have. The difference is you. They're and not going to execute. No, and that's the difference that people don't get. I've shown people everything that I have and that's literally me challenging them to be like go ahead come try to take it from me yeah you know like here's everything I know and and part of it is like it's a little bit in the back of my head that says I dare you to try yep I want you to try I dare you to wake up earlier than me I Mm -hmm. dare you to work later than me I dare you to try to take this away from me correct and and part of me wants somebody part of me wants somebody that's like sick enough to walk in and go okay John here you go. You want that challenge? Yeah. And let me that I need that for growth. And that's where you come in. Like I I love it. When you'll send me those texts sometimes like 4 30 a.m., you know, and I'll wake up at like 4 45 and I see you sent me the text. I get mad. Mm-hmm. I get so mad. Not in a bad way, not because I hate you, but I'm like, he he won today. Or he already beat me today. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I'm already out 30 minutes. Correct. It's important to have those people in your life. You've been transitioning into this leadership role now, right? And, you've, and that, which and I learned from you. And you've said it so. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. But you've said it so many times, and we're we're getting close on on time here. But you've said it so many times. You said I'm not the best leader, and you're so honest about it. You've mm-hmm. said it on online, but now you know you've been transitioning in a lot with what's going on. How are you now taking what's in your head and that mindset? What's one of the ways you're teaching your people to have this same killer mentality and killer mindset? I got it. Um, it's a great question. I have this slide. I'll, God willing, I'll do one. I did a three-day boot camp for my team. I'll, if you allow me one day, I'd love to run it for your team. Absolutely. They would love it. It starts at 5 a.m. though, so I pressure these guys to wake up early. But anyways, one of the slides, I talk. it says, you're the coach. So you're the coach. So Rami, you're the coach. John, you're the coach, right? You're the coach. So Jason Mittler, shout out to Jason Mittler. He's a loan officer on my team. He coaches a third-grade basketball team, okay? Oh. Third-grade basketball team. So I, I look at Jason, and I use him as an example. I said, Jay. You and your little boys, you guys walk out on the basketball court. I said, and the other team walks out, and they look like a bunch of fucking fifth graders, right? Mm-hmm. You look at your team, and you say, yo, kids, we lost today. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to let you know? <laughs> yeah. the, the goal is not to win. The goal is just survive, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going to happen? By default, his team lost. Yep. Like, they already lost. Okay, here's another thing. 
Your loan officer, they price out a client. The rate is seven and a half. Your loan officer thinks, damn, this is a high rate. Yep. When your loan officer goes into that phone call with that client, the moment they thought in their mind, that's a high rate, they lost. Yep. You already lost. I'll talk about another thing. Someone comes up to you and says, John, woe goes me. My dad left me. My mom's a drug addict. I have no money. I'm broke. I'm closing no loans. My life sucks. And you tell them, what are you doing about it? You waking up at 10 o'clock in the morning. You're not going to the gym. You're not going to church. You're not educating yourself. And you're mad? It's because you suck. Your life sucks because you suck. Excuse me. And that's just reality. You're the coach. To anybody that's listening to this podcast, to the thousands of people that are going to listen to this podcast, to you, to Rami, to whoever, if your life is not where you want it to be, that's on you. If your loan officers are not closing loans, that's not because next door lending sucks. That's because you suck. Yes. It's like, oh, your faith is horrible. You're not in tune with God. That's not because it's hard to understand who God is. It's because you suck. And like saying you suck, it's an attack of someone's character. And so sometimes I'm hard when I say those words. But you can't blame others for your problems. You have to be understand that you are the coach of your life. You run, You determine your life. Every outcome, every decision, all the trajectories of where your life is headed is based upon how you view your life. So if you view your team or if you view your life as that third grade basketball team that's looking at a fifth grade basketball team and saying, we lost. Gotta survive. Well, that's how life is. Mm-hmm. Habibi, life, it's like, it's only going to get worse. Life doesn't get better. I made, I made millions of dollars in my career. My life has not gotten easier. Mm-hmm. My life, if anything, has gotten harder. I sometimes wish I didn't make that money yeah. because it's gotten, it's gotten harder. But it's like, life doesn't get easier. It gets harder. And the moment you understand that you're the coach, you have to train more, you have to pray more, you have to be better, you have to be smarter, you have to be more confident, it's impossible for you not to win. Understand that you are the coach of your life. Your entire existence is determined based upon the decisions that you decide to make every single day. And if that person, or if you're listening to this podcast and you can't comprehend that, it is going to be a very difficult journey for you. And fuck being average. I am not interested in being average. I want to be the best. Like you told me, I, I'm transitioning to be a leader, but I'm sitting in front of you talking, I still want to be number one though. Yeah, you know, Because yeah. I don't want to be average. I want to be the best. That's just who I want. That's just, call me the bad guy, right? But uh, that's my answer to you, bro. I, I love that answer so much, man. Um, it, it means a lot, especially you're the with, coach. with the way you, you're, you're sharing it. And even though like people are, oh is it too hard on no listen life life is hard like life doesn't care about your emotions life <laughs> doesn't, doesn't care. care if you're angry or happy or upset you have to make you know be in charge of that and uh, I'm gonna end it with this we're a little over but I I always ask this question to end our every single podcast Amir Bali today so much you've gone through you've turned yourself into this 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 force of a human being mm-hmm. you are a force when people meet you you are a presence thank you thank that you no matter what no one can ever take that from you and whatever people think that presence is it's on them to go meet you and figure right. out what that presence that presence that i feel has been nothing short of positive constantly thank you so i would it challenge people to do that that's the truth bro that's the truth every single time and we've met super early we've met super late you've always had that energy i'm your valley of today if you could able to go and talk to an 18-year-old or maybe a 19-year-old Amir Bali, someone that was struggling, couldn't figure it out, what is one thing that you would want that Amir Bali to know? Um, if I was to talk to an 18-year-old, 19-year-old person. Um, Your, yourself. My, myself. Yes. I would remind myself that not everybody's going to like you. I have a, a, my biggest problem is I want to be loved by everybody. 
And when I'm not loved by a person, it breaks me. It makes me really sad. It brings me down. I would tell 18-year-old Amir, not everybody's going to like you. They're not. It's impossible to please the crowd. But as long as you're happy with yourself and as long as you can go home at night, you can lay in your bed and think, fuck, your life is good, then that's all you need. And that's it. You're not going to please the crowd. And the moment you understand that, Amir, the moment you understand that fully, oh, you're going to win just as fast as you did at 28. So I love that, man. Listen, guys, this is another episode of the Early Birds podcast. Listen, think to yourself, what is it going to take for you to be great? What is it going to take for you to be successful? A lot of it has to do with your own self-confidence. And if you don't have it, find somebody that'll help give it to you because I promise there's people out there, whether it's myself, whether it's Amir, whether it's you just going online, watching YouTube videos, it's all over the place. Surround yourself with that positivity. Find the confidence within because I promise you it's there and make sure that every single day you show up with the best version of yourself. Have an incredible day and I hope you enjoy yourself. Take care.